Are you feeling stressed out? Probably so. Most people are. Listen, don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or somebody like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. This product is incredible. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, or maybe you have an injury, or it's just the stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and myself. I have mine. I absolutely love this product. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash Rome right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. This product is sensational. Go to theragun.com slash Rome right now. Get your Gen 4 Theragun today. The product is absolutely amazing. Once again, theragun.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E. Theragun.com slash Rome. Such an incredible talent. You know, comes from the pedigree, has all the tools, has the flair. He's definitely a guy that you want to build a franchise around. He both brings excitement on and off the field. He makes the fans enjoy it. He has that ability to have that full package, and Sandy was lucky to have him for the next 14 years. Hey now, what's going on? Welcome to episode 164 of the Jim Rome Podcast. This week, we are going to the Diamond. For the first time in quite some time, I am hyped. My guest, a five-time All-Star, a four-time Gold Glove winner, the former number one overall pick, and one of the all-time good guys in all of sports, Adrian Gonzalez. He had a great career, a 15-year career, with his best seasons coming right here in SoCal with the Padres and the Dodgers. And given the way those two squads are positioned for the next decade, I want to run him down and rap about his time in the NL West and catch up on everything else in baseball and in life. He joins us today on behalf of The Lit Method, an LA-based fitness company specializing in high-intensity, low-impact training, which we will get into in our conversation. And speaking of that conversation, what do you say we fire this thing up? Episode 164 with Adrian Gonzalez starts right now. Adrian, it is so good to have you on this podcast. Listen, you and I have not spoken in a minute or two, so bring me up to date. How are you and Betsy and the fam holding up during these most unusual times? And are you enjoying some of this good SoCal weather? Oh, man, we are. Uh, thank you for having me on, Romy. Um, we're doing well. We're enjoying uh, California weather for sure. I mean, you know, we complain about a little bit of a chill. And right now, the, the, the rest of the country is going through some really rough times. So uh, with that in mind, we're, we're definitely enjoying every minute of, of this weather. And uh, the family's doing well. We're, we're hunkered down here right now in San Diego and, and uh, just, uh, you know, just enjoying uh, being around the family and friends. All right, so I'm glad you mentioned San Diego, Adrian. You are involved get to momentarily, but you had such an amazing career. You had a lot of great experiences, and you were in San Diego. Let me first ask you about the Dodgers. How fired up were you to see the Dodgers finally break through and cash one in? Yeah, that was that was great. That was amazing. It was it was great to see that uh, 
you know, they 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 finally were able to get it through. It, it felt a little bit like the Braves in, in in their run, where they you know kept going to the playoffs and then finally broke through and won that championship. Hopefully, uh, this Dodgers team can win not not just one but more than one. Uh, but it was great to see them uh, finally uh, get it done here last year. All right, so now you mentioned San Diego. Now some of your best years, I would imagine some of your most rewarding years, were with the Padres. My wife Janet and I met in San Diego where we both lived and worked. It's an amazing town. Of course, the folks there consider it, quote, America's finest city. They will tell you as much. It's on signs there, Adrian. You have been everywhere in this country. You tell me, and I know it's going to be tough for you to choose, but is San Diego, in fact, America's finest city? I definitely think it's it's you know the city that if if you want to live and you know just be happy and and enjoy have so many different things to do it is the city to be for sure hundred um, percent you know the weather the the people uh, the attractions that it has uh, the beach I mean you, you you have everything you have everything here in San Diego so. Um, you know, I love San Diego. It's hard to beat, right? So you might make the argument that, yeah, I'm not going to say it's the best, but find me something somewhere better. And I don't know that you can. Now, we can debate what America's finest city is, but there's no arguing this point, Adrian. The Padres-Dodgers are fast becoming America's finest rivalry. I mean, they don't like each other that much. They're in the same division. They're two of the best teams in baseball. They're separated by a couple of hours on the I-5. How eager are you to see these two get after it for the next decade or so? I can't wait. It's The, the Padres are forming a, a great team to compete with the Dodgers. Um, you know, they're doing everything in their ability to bring in players that have proven to, to do well against the Dodgers and, um, and they're, they're keeping their young kids. You know, we saw the, the Tatis deal. That's amazing for them to see. It's amazing for an organization to, you know, that they used to call themselves a small market, uh, go out and do the things that they've been doing lately. Started with Hosmer and then into Machado and, and now into Tatis. I mean, it's, it's unfathomable seeing what they're doing and it's great to have you know that ownership that that's willing to to put it all on the line for for a title to san diego that, that it, it greatly deserves i love it i absolutely love it and i love that deal and i'll go back to that in a minute but i want to ask you this because i'm an la native i've got really strong opinions about this the fact that like everybody hates la and L.A. really doesn't care, Adrian. Like, San Francisco and San Diego hate L.A. so much more than L.A. hates either of them. But I want to ask you, like, you were in the middle of this thing. When you played for the Padres, what did you think about the Dodgers? Like, how did that rivalry look from the San Diego standpoint when you were a Padre? Um, you know, I, when I was with the Padres, it wasn't like a hate L.A. thing. Um, but... You know, L.A. is that big, big market, uh, you know, that uh, you always think of in franchises. You know, you have the Lakers, and then you had the football teams back in the day that left, and now we're back. And uh, I, I, there's something about just looking up to the huge, huge city of L.A. that, that you, you, you tend to, to develop a rivalry against them because, you know, um, it just feels like they're, they're, they're going to be the, the city that if they're going to go out and, and, and sign somebody they're going to be able to spend the money to do it because of the, the size of the market. So um, when I was in L.A., again, you, you just focus on, on the best team in the division. It wasn't like a hate for the Padres. It wasn't a hate for the Giants. It was, you, were, you know, you, you were looking at the division and seeing who you had to beat. Even when I was at the Padres, it felt like the Giants were the big rivalry because they were the team that we were competing against those years to win the division. 
Um, it felt like the Giants and the Padres, we had our own rivalry going on because we were the two better teams in the division when I was with the Padres. See, I get that. You were always really good about just focusing on what you had to focus on. You were good about focusing on what you could control, not getting caught up in the noise, and just sticking to your process. You know, you mentioned Fernando Tatis. I just want to ask you, like, to me, Adrian, he, he is the most electric guy in the bigs right now. Like, I'm not sure I've ever seen another guy quite like him. What kind of thoughts do you have when you watch him play? Yeah, I mean, he is such an incredible talent. I mean, you know, comes from the pedigree, um, has to, has all the tools, has the flair. You know, he's definitely a guy that you want to build a franchise around. Um, he both brings excitement on and off the field. He makes the fans enjoy it. You know, he, he has that ability to, to, to have the full package, and, 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 you know, that's Sandy was lucky to have him for the next 14 years. Hey, listen, I, I love the game. I mean, I love the game, even if now the game feels like sometimes it's boiled down to like one of three things, right? A bomb, a strikeout, or a walk. I don't want to go all boomer and tell people to get off my lawn, or I don't want to be the guy that's resisting change. But this is not the game, Adrian, that you played, and you nah. played the game not that long ago, right? Like, so, and you're a fan, so what do you, how do you feel watching the game right now? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I've been saying that in a few interviews that the game is not that much fun to watch. I mean, it's great to see the players. It's great to see the talent. It's great to see, you know, even in the playoffs, you saw Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts make some incredible plays in the outfield. Um, <clears throat> but when you're, when you're watching an offense, it's, you know, I, I don't know if it's the shifting. I don't know if it's uh, the, the hitter's mentality, but the hitters have one thing in mind. The pitchers have one thing in mind. And, and, and the neutral result is the walk, right? And so um, when I came into the league, I remember there was bunning, hit and runs, moving a guy over. I remember coming in, coming in from the dugouts and getting handshakes for hitting a ground ball to second base, getting a guy over to third base so my teammate could come in and, and get him in. And you don't see that anymore. It's not part of what ownership or front offices want they don't believe in giving away outs they don't believe in giving yourself up for the for the run to score um so when you groom the young kids to think away from that it, it changes their mentality and they don't know how to how to do it that way but when i came in that's all that that, that, that mattered and i was used to the example of one of my favorite teammates and favorite players is david Eckstein. you know he was the epitome of what what the league was was about when i came into the league and now you know they would, they would look the other way. They wouldn't look at him. I was going to say, I love Eckstein. I, I loved watching him play. I love what he brought to it. And I was going to ask you, since you mentioned him, how would he be evaluated today? Would he even get a look? No. No, he wouldn't get a look because he, he wasn't a high on-base percentage guy. He wasn't a high slug guy. He put the ball on the ground. He was, he was trying to hit the ball on the ground. He bunted a ton. Um, he worked the count. He, he went deep into, into counts quite a bit. But I will tell you this, when I was in San Diego, uh, the year I drove in, I think 119, I would, I, would, I would credit him to about 70 of those RBIs, or 80 maybe. Because if there was a guy on base, you would make sure they would get to second or third base, and I would come up to hit after that. And, you know, that year we won, we won 90 games. And for a team that didn't have a, a ton of, of talent or, you know, we weren't expected to win, but he did all the little things to help us win. And so um, – you know, that's, that's, that's the player he was. Unselfish, put it all out there, and, and, and put it all out there for his teammates, not for himself. 
But there is no place in baseball for a guy like that right now. What's even, what's even crazier, not only did you just say, Adrian, that he was responsible for like 70% of your production that year, this guy was a World Series MVP, a World Series yep. MVP, but there is no place for him in the game right now because the game has changed so dramatically. So I know, you know what we should do? Here's what we do to fix the game, Adrian. We deaden the baseball. How's that sound? <laughs> well, hopefully the home runs will go away, and then they're going to have to look for alternative ways to uh... – to score runs and go back to the you know the bunning and the hit and runs and getting guy over and getting guy in. So, I'm uh, that, I mean I, that might be their mentality, but um, I don't know. Let me so you mentioned next time. Let me ask you this: like you you play the game a long time, and I'm sure there were a lot of guys that you played with that you respected and admired, and it's tough to single guys out. But when you think back on your career, like if you had to name one or two guys that you really admired, really loved, guys you really respected that you want to go to battle with, teammates, who would they be? Who comes to mind? Mm, who comes to mind? Um, that's a really good question. Um, love, man. There's so many guys that come to mind, and, and if I leave somebody out, it's it's it's, it's hard. Um, that is a that that's such a good question. I have so many friends that it's hard to just kind of take take a few of them. Um, I'm going to have to pass on that question just because um, I, I would hate to leave somebody else out. I know, Adrian. I knew, I knew too. I know you don't want to leave anybody out. I, I know that that's the issue. I'm going to respect that. I accept that. I accept that. Listen, you. I, I'm amazed by the transition you've made off the field. I've done this a long time, and I've seen guys, and it's never, ever easy to kind of let go of the thing that you work so hard for or if that becomes your identity. You, my friend, have become a mogul of sorts. Like, the pandemic messes with everybody, but for so long you were so regimented as a player, like – weight room, film room, baseball work. I'm curious, what's it like now spending your days as a businessman, and how do you like this phase of your life? Um, I am 100% busier than I was when I played baseball because baseball was very regimented, and I could control everything. I could control when I worked out. I can control when I went to go hit. I could control all those other things. Um, but uh, this business world, I have trouble keeping a calendar. I overlap meetings. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. I'm not, I wasn't wired this way, but I love it. And I love every minute of it. I love being, being, you know, in business calls and learning more. I'm taking a finance class through Harvard business school right now. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a really, really fun uh, time in my life right now. And I'm really enjoying it. And I'm, I'm enjoying learning more and more about it. Yeah, so it seems to me like baseball was a thing that you did and you did well for a long time, but maybe it didn't define you completely. I'm curious about this. Like, when you're done playing, do you try to chase that same adrenaline rush that you got as a professional athlete, or do you kind of accept that your journey has changed and you'll probably never have that kind of rush ever again, and is that okay? Um, yeah, you accept it. It's, it's a different type of adrenaline. It's a different type of uh... – Journey, but you know what I'm loving more than anything is the relationship building, the, the way that you can meet people in this industry and, and, and get to build relationships. And and, um, and then you can get to hang out and talk about different business things. And so that, that's one part that I'm really enjoying. It's just the relationship building that comes through through being in the business world. Right, listen, one thing about baseball, you may not be done. Your playing days may not be over. I know you're looking to represent Mexico in the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So bring me up to date. Where does that stand? Yeah, I'm gonna go play uh, play summer ball in Mexico for the Mexican Summer League, and and uh, hopefully you know uh, make the Olympic team so I can go represent Mexico in, in Tokyo. 
All right, so like when you consider what you accomplished in your major league career, and again, a very decorated career, where would an Olympic medal represent, or where would that stand? What would that mean to you should you get in a medal? I, I mean, I, I keep thinking about that. It's one of those things where it's like a lot more people have World Series rings than they do have Olympic medals. <laughs> it doesn't compare, I know, in, in, in the scheme of, of you know winning a World Series, but it, it, it'll be right up there. And, uh, and it'll be one of those things that not many people get to experience. And, and I would be so grateful and, and, you know, it would be such an, it'll be such an incredible experience. I, I just can't wait if it does happen. You're unique and so are your taxes. TurboTax Live is experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of all that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you began investing and you want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things the right way. Or maybe now you're self-employed and you need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. Or maybe you'd rather have an expert file your taxes for you so you can focus on what matters most. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live Tax Experts can answer all of your questions, give tax advice, review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. All right, so you know I mentioned that it's always interesting to see what athletes do when they finish their athletic careers and how they transition something else is part of that i'm always curious to see what guys do physically you know for instance when you're a professional athlete adrian you you make so many sacrifices and you delay so much immediate gratification i see guys that when they get to the end and they transition off the field they're like hey i'm just gonna enjoy life i'm gonna let it go and then there are other guys that are absolute maniacs about maintaining their routine and they continue to work out you're a guy who's still in the gym you're still hitting it hard you're still in great shape and you're involved in a new project called the lit method i'm curious what is it you like about that workout and exactly what is the lit method? Well, the lit method is, is, is a rowing machine system that has uh, the, the, the bands that you can attach to it so you can get a full workout. So it's not just your typical rowing machine. It has the band system you can attach. It has different attachments. And so you can do a full like uh, band, band workout plus the rowing. So you get cardio, you get strength, you get everything. And lit means low impact training, which, which is great for a person like me that you know, has put so much wear and tear in my body that my, you know, I can have, you know, bad knees and bad back and bad this and that, and it doesn't affect it. It doesn't hurt it. It, you know, because you go out to the, do these workouts. I've done some, so many training sessions with different trainers that, uh, they, they make me do all these lunges and squats and all these things. And by the end of it, my body feels beat up. Um, when with the lip method, I can get a full workout, be, get total cardio, total strength and everything and still feel good afterwards. And my body can, responds really well and recovers really well from it. So it's, it's, a, it's an incredible method. It's an incredible uh, machine um, and the whole system. And you need, it's kind of like Peloton where they have the classes online and they do all these things live and virtual and everything. So uh, you can get the full thing, uh, full workout, you know, in, in, in a small space in your house. So uh, it, it's just, it's an incredible system. And yeah, I mean, I love working out. I've, I'm a guy that I just, I can't go, uh, you know, I can't go two days without a workout. And so, um, I'm going to stay in shape. I, I hope that I can, I can play for the tie the rest of my life where, where, where I, eat, I eat as much as I want, but I also work out it so much where, I, where I'm playing for the tie and, uh, and, and, and not, not let my body go that way.
I think that is so key what you just said. Number one, space is a thing. You want something where you can get the maximum amount of work done and not take up a lot of space. And number two, you laid out why it's so important to you. Like, I mean, you still like doing it. You like the process. Man, it's hard, isn't it? Adrian, as you get older, you want to eat. You want to enjoy life. But it does not come off as fast as it used to, does it? It does not. It does not. And so you have to. You know, you have to get you have to get get the workouts in. Whether it's whether it's just a walk. I mean, even even just a walk, you can go out for a long time. Uh, but yeah, you, yeah. I mean, just for health reasons, right? You want to you want to get your workouts in. We're talking movement here, and that's the lit method. Listen, before you go, you mentioned relationships, and that's something I think that we all kind of come to. You don't understand this when you're younger because you're so locked in, but relationships really are as important as anything else in life. You and I have a very very good mutual friend in Mauricio Oberfeld who's an unbelievable dude, by the way. Shout out to my guy, Mo. Absolutely love this yeah. guy. One of my best friends. Love him. When I last saw you, you were actually schooling me up and helping me with tequila because I was always a clear liquor guy, gin, then vodka, and then you were helping me with tequila. I got to be honest. I thought that I'd be there for a while, but I'm already starting to move on to scotch, something I never thought that I would embrace. Well, yet, yet here we are. I don't know how that happened. What is your poison these days? Uh, yeah, I mean, both of those that you just mentioned, uh, you know, tequila, scotch, and beer. I mean, those are the three things that I, uh, typically drink. I don't, I don't stray away from those too much other than going into sake worlds here and there. But, um, yeah, I mean, those, uh, you can never go wrong with those, with, with those three right there. You know, I have, I'm a partner in a beer company called Calidad. Um, you know, tequila's a, a definite passion of mine and, uh, have, have a lot of friends in that space and, uh, and, and scotch is, you know, something that, you know, you can always enjoy, uh, you know, after a good dinner. All right. So are you a single malt guy or are you a blend guy? And I don't want to talk like I know what I'm talking about because you probably have to school me up on that too, but that much I do know. How do you approach scotch? My favorite, my favorite go-to brand bottle is Dalvini. So it's a single malt scotch. Okay, good. So I'm on the right track. I'm a single malt guy too so far. Listen, you're in the cigar space too. Do you not have a cigar line? I do. How did that come to be? Um, uh, met a great person, uh, through the church that I go to in LA, uh, called Mosaic Church. And, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, building cigars for Dominique Wilkins and Tiago Splitter. And, uh, we got into conversation talking a little bit about cigars and he said, Hey, you want me to make your cigar line? Uh, we went through a few, a few different taste, uh, tastings and, and different, different, uh, exercises there and, and came up with the cigars and doing great. The reviews have been amazing and, uh, really enjoying that, that, that space and, and it's, it's fun to have your own cigar line for sure. Adrian, I'm chuckling because like you're, you're in all the spaces that dudes want to be in. You're in the beer space. You're in the cigar space. You're in the workout space. What about a, a cigar? Like how often do you enjoy a nice cigar? How do you approach that? Um, you know, when I go play golf with my friends and I'm having after dinner with friends, when we get together, uh, once in a while I'm by myself or when my wife will enjoy a cigar at night, um, it's, it's not like I'm, you know, getting after a cigar every night, but, uh, definitely when I'm with friends after dinner, uh, and, and from time to time I'll enjoy a cigar with my wife and, uh, and just kind of, you know, just relax after, after a, a good dinner for sure. Adrian, does Betsy, will she enjoy a nice cigar? Yes, she will. She will. She's a boss. She is amazing. (laughs) She is the boss. In fact, before you go, when I last saw you, we and I met Betsy. She's a great, great gal. She actually has a luxury shoe line, and I know the family moved to Milan so she could study and learn. What was that experience like? 
that was amazing. Uh, yeah, we moved out there. She she got her her diploma in uh, the art of, of shoemaking and design. Uh, Mia Bekar, her her shoe company is uh, going strong, doing well, and uh, it's a, it's a tough t- pandemic. Twenty twenty was a tough time, but uh, lately it's been doing really well. And uh, our time in Milan was just I mean it was it was one of those experiences we'll continue to talk about the rest of our lives. Our girls went to school there. They they learned a little bit of Italian. They continue to talk about their experiences out there. It was it was it was one of those unforgettable family experiences. So Adrian, leave me with a quick, quick golf thought. I talked to John Smoltz about this and you know Smoltz, he he will he will have you believe that golf saved his baseball career, that golf <laughs> lengthened his baseball career, that he would never be the player that he was without golf. Were you playing much golf when you played baseball? Did it help you the way it helped him? You know, um, I tried to play when I was in San Diego. I would play more than anywhere else uh, when I played for the Padres. I mean, I should have kept playing because, you know, my, my results were a lot better in San Diego than the other places. Um, but, uh, you know, that was before kids. And once kids came along, it was a lot harder to go out and play uh, during the season. Um, but I, 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 I love golf. I just came back from an you know, incredible week in the golf at Pebble. And uh, just I really love golf. And it, it's such a such a peaceful thing to be out there be with your friends and, and 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 you know chase that white ball around all right so they just had the pro-am there how was pebble playing when you were there what was that experience like it was tough it was tough we uh we went out there it was eight of us three three guys birthdays and uh it was definitely uh cold a little chilly windy we got some rain from time to time um and because of the pandemic right now, no caddies, so that made tough, that made putting really, really hard because we didn't know all uh, you know what the ball was doing on the green on the green so much. All right, so finally, I know better than to ask you your favorite something or other, Adrian. I don't want you to put you on the spot, but like because you've bounced back and forth between San Diego and LA, if I were to say to you a favorite LA track and a favorite San Diego track, could you point to one in either town? Uh, the track itself, I would say LACC. Uh, is my favorite track in LA. Um, I really enjoy Bel Air Country Club with my friends, and, and I'm a member of Wilshire, um, and I really like that track as well. And then uh, at San Diego, I really love La Jolla. My man, you are living the best life, and you have earned every bit of that. If they're listening, our listeners, and they want more information about the Lit Method, what is the best way for them to get it? Yeah, you can go on the social media, uh, Lit Method. Uh, on Instagram, uh, we're doing the giveaway right now where uh, you, you join, uh, you download my app, um, you follow Lit on Instagram, and uh, you're automatically, oh, you, you got to donate a dollar to World Central Kitchen because we're doing this for a good cause. We're helping out World Central Kitchen that's feeding uh, all those in need through the pandemic and through these tough times with the weather in Texas. Um, so it's, 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 it's a charity movement. Uh, Lit Method is donating their rolling machine and uh, the whole uh, system that you can strap onto it. And uh, in March 1st, everybody that participates will get an invitation to uh, join a virtual class that Justin, the owner of Lit Method, and uh, he'll lead it, and I'll be a part of the class, and we'll just do a virtual uh, class so everybody can, can follow along and, and, and get a good workout in. Awesome. Great cause. Great way to get back and a great way to stay active. Adrian, so good to get caught up with you. Appreciate you doing it long form here on the podcast. All the best to you, and I hope we can talk again soon. Awesome. Thank you, Romy. Great to talk to you as well. craving some protein after a good workout i know i am before i did not have a very good plan but i do now listen do not make a shake 
Don't eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty, it's tender, and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. And it goes wherever you go. Just look for Old Trapper. It's in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly the quality you're getting. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because I'm telling you, no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Enormous thanks to my guy, Aegon, for the time and the conversation. I love getting caught up with him. Now, if you liked what you just heard, I do have 163 other episodes that are arguably just as good and a lot more coming your way. We are deep into this thing, and we are not slowing down anytime soon. Make sure you are subscribed, and you will never miss a future conversation. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I will be back next week with episode 165. But until then, here are your voicemails. First new message. What's up, Vance Mac? It's Brady in Rochester. That thread about the video stores was a great walk down memory lane. And I remember when the Hollywood video in my neighborhood went out of business and the liquor store that moved in decided to keep half the sign. So now whenever I walk past Hollywood Wine and Spirits, I feel nostalgic. Message saved. Next message. Charlie, Des Moines, Iowa, calling about the Kenny Anderson podcast. Wanted to say it was great. Awesome here. Just wish we could get more hoop stories like that and wish New York basketball would come back and win some championships. It'd be nice. Thanks. Peace. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim, what's up? This is David from Buffalo. Heard your story about how you couldn't get into that golf club because you own some land there, but Garrett Ritt got in to be a member of a country club. It just proves how weird the golf industry is. Every place is unique to itself. It's the only sport like it out there. It's incredible how a guy like Ritt could get into a place in no time, and then someone like you took forever to be a member there. That makes absolutely no sense. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim. Rick from Buffalo. Watching the freaking hockey game from Lake Tahoe, brother. What a beautiful scenery. What suck-ass ice. Its temperature is 34. Feels like 28. But guess what for ice? It's 34. Should have played it in Dallas, where the temperature is freaking 2 and feels like minus 10. Come on, Gary Bettman. Get your head out of your ass. It's still California. You got to go to the cold to play in the cold. Out. Message deleted. Next message. This is Jeff in British Columbia. I'm a 27-year clone, ex-Pacific Beach OG. Break writ off. Get him off the board. Get him out of the S4TI. He's going to embarrass you forever after. If you don't know this by now, you're deluding yourself. Get rid of him. Find somebody else. There's somebody else. LV will even train somebody else. Do something. Get rid of Rit. For heck's sake. Anyway, love you, brother. Peace out. Message deleted. Next message. What's up, Rome? Justin in Green Bay here. I just, I'm loving this movie store thread. When I was younger, my parents got divorced. I only saw my dad every other weekend. And every other Friday when he would pick me up, the first place we went was to Blockbuster to rent Tecmo Super Bowl. And man, I can't tell you how many times I had to sit there biting my nails because some lady was looking at the only copy because she might rent it. And then she'd put it back on the shelf and I'd jump in there and snatch it. Oh yeah, those were the days. Tecmo Super Bowl. Later, dude. Message saved. Next message. 
Romy, Justin, and Melbourne. Last week's What's Your Beef segment was epic, my man. I called up there, actually, thinking hockey was going to answer the phone because I was going to blast old man Ritt, and old man Ritt answers the phone. So he asked me what I'm going to talk about, and I'm like, you, of course, old man. But he took it on the chin. Ritt's got some thick skin out, not as quite thick a skin as Flight Deck. But he's in good spirits. I mean, he almost got fired by you last week. I curb stomped him. The guy is going to be there forever. Message saved. You have no more messages.